Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you, I usually talk about something very, you know, offbeat. But I was going to talk about the Yes concert. I went to the Yes concert at the uh, the Greek. Thank you for Clyde Farrington from Men in Rome who got me the tickets. Something like getting free tickets to a show. And it's funny, it's Clyde, Clyde sang in a new wave band. And Yes is like totally progressive. And the crowd was so funny because, I mean, I'm 50. But I think myself as a hip 50. These people were like, they all had like, they look like the guys at Big Beards. They look like nerds. I mean, and I know Yes is progressive. But what's funny is this couple in front of us was so, so nice. You know, they're sitting there. They're having fun. He's got like this old school shirt on. She's dressed like, honestly, like a mother from the PTA. And next thing you know, like during one of Yes's songs, they start smoking pot, which just threw me off because they did not look like pot smokers. I don't know what a pot smoker, I should say, should looks like. But it's just amazing when... <laughs> Older people are, and they're hiding it. It's like it's outside in the concert. It's a yes concert. Everyone's smoking pot, but they're like leaned down and hiding it. So it was very funny. And I want to give a quick shout out to a, a, a fan. A, a, I'm not a fan, a listener. I hate I hate that term, fan. A listener. Uh, it was his birthday last week. His name is Sean Schwartz, and I think that's right. Now it's, I would say it's like Schwartz, but there's no T. So it's Schwartz, right? Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. So it's it's Sean Schwartz. So hey, thanks for listening and a happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was last week, and keep listening. And uh, yeah, we'll talk on Facebook soon. And enough about that. I have a guest today, and it's funny. I have known this this young lady for probably. 15 years, yeah. maybe 15? Yeah. Sheena Nielsen. How you doing, Sheena? Hi, how are you? It's uh, it's funny. If you don't know, Sheena, uh, she, and I've known her for a while. Before she moved out to L.A., she spelled her name Sheena, S-H-I space N-E. <laughs> so a lot of people come to L.A., and like all of a sudden, Kathy is like, K-U. Do you know what I mean? Have you noticed now? Have, totally. have you gotten a hard time about your name because people think, but you've spelled your name like that all your life, right? That is how. That is my actual, yes, my actual birth name. It's not a stage name. It's spelled that way. My parents did it to me. So, Do you know why? Did you ever ask them why they spelled it differently? Uh, yeah, I've asked them. Um, they chose the spelling just to make it unique. The actual pronunciation of pronunciation of it is shine because it's korean okay um and shine in korean means like creek or like babbling brook okay so that has a meaning actually shine. yeah <laughs> exactly see now when i see from now i go shine <laughs> so you know, you're you're korean yeah uh half okay you're i'm guessing your father's not korean that is correct because your last name's nielsen that is correct but then how did you end up with a korean first name you know, it's a cultural thing, I think, because I have one brother, so it's me and my brother. And my brother's name is Brian. <laughs> B-R-I-A-N, like super So normal. he's Brian, that's like the whitest, that's like whiter than Steve Cooper, Brian <laughs> Nielsen. So, so so that's weird, though. Now, is he older or younger? He's two years older than me. Okay, so they named him like a whitey. Yeah. And then they named you with like, a not, Korean name. Exactly. And I think that just goes back to like... Korean culture like ultimately the boys are kind of held to a different level and it's more important for them to kind of fit into the society a little bit better I think and so that's how the name split kind of happened like it was more important for him to be like you know whitey seamlessly well, what does he do he's a he's a photographer and kind of um, a graphic design artist in New York Okay, so it seems like because you act and he does that, your yeah. your your family is both kids are autistic, artistic, not <laughs> autistic, artistic. Well, you know we haven't well, been tested, but yeah. no. So so is are your family, uh, your mom and dad, are they artistic, or how did you think you guys got this this gene? Because I think it's a gene. I don't think. Yeah. I think people sit there. I think. I mean, it's something that's born into you, and either either you suck at sports and right. you do that, or right. you're not really good in book. I mean, you're good at books, but you're not like right. this. You're not going to med school. Or I think you're, it's something your parents had to have some creativity in them. Did your parents yeah. have that at all? Uh, my parents, n them themselves, maybe not so much. And maybe that's why they kind of, you know, tried to cultivate that in us. But they were definitely started us on instruments really young. And so my brother was playing guitar since ever I can remember and piano. And I played piano for years. And okay, enough with the Korean stereotypes. And <laughs> no, do, you, do, you still, do you still play piano? I don't. You know what? It's such a kind of like sore spot in myself. Like I played for 12 years straight that's a long i mean that, that's that's a, that's a big now what that's what years time. were this this is from like this six is, to like yeah 18? yeah so that's a big part of your childhood huge chunk of my childhood and i had an amazing piano teacher and um it was great and then i just moved to la and i started doing the acting thing and i kind of just let that kind of go on the back burner but I, I always think about picking it back up and 
it'd be great because it's just all part of art and expression and right yeah and, and your cool. boy your boyfriend's a musician and my boyfriend's a musician you guys yeah. could have, you'd be like next sunny and share <laughs> totally. to do our own show it's gonna exactly. be great dustin and sheena <laughs> that's right so okay so you said you moved to LA to acting. Now, when yeah. you were a kid, did you do any acting at all? Did you yes. ever? Did, I mean, what? I mean, I talked to. It's it's different when I talk to comics because a lot of comics say, you know, we saw Pryor, we saw Lenny right. Bruce, whatever, and it said that we wow, we want to do that. Yeah. For acting, it's because it's such a wide range because there's so many. There's comedy. There's drama. Right. Do you remember any movies that you sat there and you watched and said, "Damn, that's what I want to do." Yeah, old school Romeo and Juliet, the old old version from okay. like, I think the 1960s was like huge for me I loved it and uh, that was my favorite movie but it was more like <clears throat> what really got me into it would have been more my uh, inspiration from um, my acting teacher and English teacher in high school really like got me fired up about it they put me into you know competitions and um, you know like plays and that's how I really got like super into it was because of them and and them like being excited about it for me and all of those things so they inspired me to really pursue it so that was in high school you started yeah mm -hmm. now did you uh you said you know what kind of plays were you going out for i mean your musical can you sing i i can sing karaoke quite well but did you ever sing uh, on stage or <laughs> no i i never did really like musical theater it was all more kind of um like dramatic plays and you know uh and it was i was a lot more competitive like um i did a lot of competitive acting it sounds weird but they had um uh, I can't think of the the term of the class now, but basically you would do statewide and regional uh, competitions that were anything from like um, like uh, oh I can't think of the word. Um, well, sort of like debate. Yeah, but, but exactly. It's, it's different. Well, that's funny because you know you say that because my school I found out now my high school I never did anything acting wise. I mean what. In, or a comedy until that surprises me until I got out of college. Yeah, and I did comedy. I did comedy once or twice, and I did a Rick Springfield air guitar in college. That's awesome. In this in this big Mister Stockton was like for like Miss America, but I did it as a freshman. I, my friends talked me into it. I took yeah. second. I took second, which is pretty good. That's awesome. And uh, but no, I found out that my school, and I think it's because the age difference. So, you know, back you know because I'm 50 and I graduated high school in 82. Yeah. And I found out now like our high school had this amazing uh, drama department. Yes. But back then, like the only guy, the only guys doing drama were like guys wearing leg warmers, <laughs> and no one did it. And it's so funny now you look at it because it seems it was we always had great marching band, but something yeah. that, and we had great sports teams, but the acting was never really focused on. And, yeah. it, and it's it's weird because it seems like in for your generation because you're what 32. Uh, ish yeah yeah well yeah but, I, but i'm saying like you're you yeah. know your generation it seems like there was a lot more focusing i mean like having competitions i don't think we had competitions for acting the yeah. band would go to competitions right but i mean that's so i mean that must have been cool though because you're actually cool. you're and all the different people you're meeting and i think you can gauge your talent because you go somewhere and now you grew up it's a little outside of denver yeah it's um i grew up more in in between aspen and vale okay so was it a big yeah. sit was it a big town no it was tiny it was really small like country town on the Colorado River and I think my graduating class was like around 60 people. Oh wow. It was so, small. So that must have been cool because you're probably yeah. going out and competing against bigger, yeah. bigger schools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Denver and competed with all the schools um, statewide <clears throat> and then even a regional competition. Um, so it got pretty gnarly but it was fun as hell and you also very like you just didn't I don't know. At that time, I wasn't as insecure as I am now. You know, I didn't know what to be afraid of or or you know, I wasn't worried about what other people thought. I was just focusing on like the task at hand and having fun with it. So I feel like I was so much more interesting back then than well, I am now. You know, it's weird. It's in, in, and I've noticed this with like when we were in Philadelphia. There's these young comics. Once one kid was like 16 at the time. Yeah, you have no fear at that age because yeah. what's going to happen if you screw up? You're going to go back to class. It's <laughs> yeah. not like this. What happens if you're going to you know? Let's say you get a gig and you screw up and you get fired. Well, right. there goes your rent. You have you still have your mom and dad to go back to. I think that happens totally. a lot. And I think it's just weird because if all of us could just get that no fear back. Yeah. We, everyone would do better, but it's just, we sit there and we get in our heads that we have this responsibility. Yeah. We need this. It's like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I always think that. I mean, am I going to go homeless? No, I have friends. Yeah. If worst comes to worst, we'll move back east to <laughs> with Joanne's brother. Or, you know, I mean, my mom's in a home, so I can't move. She has Alzheimer's. She won't notice if I live there. Right. So, you know, but that's the thing. So you had no fear, but were you guys, right. do, was your school doing well in these competitions? Yeah, we were doing really well. I mean, I took... Uh, 
I took first in almost all the categories that I competed in, which was awesome. Um, and uh, and then what's interesting is after that year that I did really well, and that's what would like kind of juice me to like keep following it. It's a weird thing that happens, but when you're first, man, like you don't want to lose your title. So I just kind of started backing away from it. Well, I think you that's, I mean? well, you know, I think that's like also how they talk, they talk about writer's block. And I think like writer's block, I don't think someone writes a great book. Yeah. Okay. A great, everyone goes, this is a great, this is like Jay McHenry who wrote Big, Bright Lights, Big City. You know, this is a, this is a voice of the 80s. You right. Know, da, da, da. Well, then all of a sudden you're there and you know, if you write a next book, it may be good, but, <laughs> yeah. but they're not going to say it's the voice of the 80s. So I think anything, the insecurity you talked about earlier, the insecurity sits there and we say, we back away from it because instead of doing it, you know it's going to sell. Right. But it's like, look at John Grisham. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's still writing and, you know, everyone says the firm, the firm, you know. Right. And then writers, I mean, to be smart, they know they, they're going to sell, at least, if their first book's amazing, they're going to sell at least two more books because if the next right. one sucks, people are going to wait to see if the third one's good. Yeah, exactly. And if that's not good, they're still the diehard fans. Right. And so I think that's like anything. We, you, you're number one. And right. You, you don't want to lose. I mean, no one wants to be a has-been. I mean, totally. it's, like, it's like, that's what they say like with Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey. Right. And Mariah Carey was on the top, 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 and now right. she's not on top anymore. Right. And you know, she's still a superstar, but not where she was. And it's gotta be at that level. I mean, think about with you being in high school. Yeah, I was just in high think school. Think about being like with every media talking <laughs> yeah. about it. It must be hard. I so, can, yeah, I cannot, yeah, I can't even imagine. So, so you, you didn't, you stopped for a little bit? Well, I just, I competed again the following year, and then the coach that I had actually transferred to a different state and so we got a new coach and so I just kind of thought you know what I'm gonna I just kind of yeah like senior year I kind of stepped away from it a little bit still knowing that I already knew by senior year where I was going what I wanted to do um so yeah I didn't pursue that competitive realm as much anymore it was a lot of like improv and a lot of that kind of stuff going on and now it's so weird because improv was kind of my forte in high school and now it's like one of the scariest things in the world to me. It's such a it's such a weird like turn, you know, because like you said, like you just get so in your head and as an adult you have all these pressures of like, oh, what are, what are people going to think about me and am I going to be funny enough or interesting? You know what I mean? You have all this other crap going on in your mind that really keeps you from working at your highest level, which is really lame. So now that's a whole other life, you know, trial. Yeah, it's crazy. So So you... You're done high school. Mm -hmm. Now, do you go to college or do you decide to move to L.A.? I went to um, an acting conservatory. So it wasn't a traditional college where you did, like, general education. I just went straight to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is now in Hollywood. At that time, it was in Pasadena. Okay, so you moved out here then? Yeah. Now, had you been here before? Um, I had been here when I was little because my aunt lives in Orange County, but, like, never really to Los Angeles. Now, were you scared? I mean, you're, yeah, you were totally. young. You were just out of high school. I was out of high school. My high school was 60 people. I knew everybody. I knew all their siblings and their parents, and my whole family had been there my whole growing up. And so L.A. was a trip, man. It was it was definitely culture shock. Now, where was the first minute. place you lived? I always ask people because I always wonder the first place they moved because yeah. a lot of times people – they said, oh my God, we moved to this place and next thing you know, we're hearing gunshots. Where was the first place you moved? <laughs> I moved to Altadena, which is just north of Pasadena. Okay, and um, I had to pick Altadena. Because the school was in the heart okay. of Pasadena and then they kind of had like different little places that they would house their students. They would say, you could live here or you could live here and you know, and so I just lived in this big like house that used to be a dental office actually um, with a bunch of other students from the school. So we each had like a bedroom and we'd shared the kitchen which was that was a whole experience, that whole living situation. But. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the shared kitchen, it's so funny yeah. because <laughs> some people don't shop for food and they just think everything's community food and it's totally. like, it's not. Yeah. Like, if I have six donuts, <laughs> ask me. And, uh, can you say, can I have a donut? But when I come down right. and there's three donuts, there's yes. a problem. It happened all the time. And then, like, we couldn't cook bacon because it would be too, like, aromatic and she didn't like it the woman that owned the house and then they would get grease on her stove so like things you couldn't cook it was just like so weird but you're young so you're like whatever it doesn't right. so, matter so you go there now I met you at, at a restaurant we're not mm -hmm. gonna name we're not gonna yeah. give them a free That's ad we're not gonna give them a free promotion <laughs> and you were a hostess it's so funny because you know yeah. when, I, when I think about it the people who worked at this restaurant a lot of them me I'm just a schlub with a radio show <laughs> but a lot of them like uh Deanna Russo went on to be yes. on, uh, she works all the time, she went on to be on um, Knight Rider. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I forgot about Deanna. Yeah, Deanna was amazing. a hostess. Uh, yeah. Even, remember Diara, Diara Baird? Yeah. She ended up being on the cover of Playboy. 
No. Yeah, and then she was in she was in a movie with uh, Dane Cook and Jessica Alba. Well, she was in something. She played a movie. She was like Kate Hudson's best friend. Uh huh. And then so she got a lot of work. Oh my god. I don't know what she's doing now. And Deanna, you still see him commercials. He wasn't rescuing me. Yeah. Tom Choi, who we're both friends with. Yes. He's done a lot of commercials. He's doing great. Now he's on Teen Wolf. Yes. You know? And he's another fellow Korean. <laughs> totally. Who wishes his name was Biff and he had blonde hair. <laughs> totally. He wouldn't. He wouldn't get the work because he's good looking, but he's not that good looking. <laughs> so if he was white, he wouldn't get that good yeah, looking work. Yeah, it would work. not be the same but pool of work. Like, there's like those three, and then even like Tom Booker. Do you remember him? I remember the name. Well, he's in Austin now, and I have a lot of Second City guys come on. He was yeah. like a very, very prominent uh, improv guy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that you know it's that you know you get, you think of a restaurant. People always say that that thing. Oh yeah, you know, going through you're going to wait tables. Nothing's ever going to happen. Right. But there's like four people you've got because you have a series. It's with four people that really. Yeah. Have I missed anyone? Yeah, actually, um, there was another friend of ours. Um, actually, two people that used to work there. I don't know if you remember them, but Mark Ford. Who? British guy, really tall, thin guy. Um, What's he do? He he's done a bunch of stuff, but right now he's working with another one of our fellow coworkers, uh, Dustin Brooks. They worked on uh, uh, they're putting out a film right now called Break Your Straight. I don't know either of those guys. Yeah, you do. I'll show you a picture. That's funny. No, but it just <laughs> but they they do they they go they go on and you know people do follow it. I mean, so many people yeah. and you know so many people fall into. The uh, restaurant acting thing, mm-hmm. and they don't really concentrate on. Oh, and Zadron's doing well too. Is Z? Z does. Oh well. yeah, he does a lot of print work. Yep. And uh, Bobby Norum, who's yep. a lawyer now, though. So yeah. it's, it's weird how people come out of the restaurant. It's so funny because, and it, people, if you know, if you're listening, the difference is, you know, and in L.A., if you go to most restaurants, most of the people have college degrees. Yeah. They're, it's not like you know back east where there are only college kids working at restaurants. They're older because yeah. it's a way you can be flexible. But a lot of people fall into that flexibility in the restaurant where then they just start hanging around with restaurant people all the time and they don't pursue their career. Exactly. And so, so yeah, so you came down though. Was that your first job when you? That wasn't my first job. My first job uh, in Los Angeles was just down the road. I worked at Coffee Bean and okay. TV. So you know what's funny about Coffee Bean? <laughs> I like coffee bean. Starbucks, I'm not a fan of. Right. Because I'm not a big fan of their coffee. Right. And there's always a line at Starbucks. Like, yes. I met a friend there last week, I haven't seen forever, and we I got in there, and it was right around 3.30 when school had just gotten out. And right. the line's like out the door. <laughs> you go to coffee bean, there's like three people in line. And coffee bean's much more nice. It's nicer I inside. I totally agree. I love coffee bean. So were you a barista? I, w- I was, but I was actually a shift supervisor. Okay, so you were you're so, big time. Yeah, I was big time. I put people on breaks and put them in their place. Well, that's it good. It was good. So you're doing that, and now you're, you're in school or you're out of school when you're doing this? I was in school at that time, so I would get up like super early. I was like the opener morning shift. So I was there at like, I don't know, 5.30. It was insane. And I would open the restaurant and do that whole thing and be there until like, I don't know, 10.30, 11. And then I would go to school all day. And I did that for like, I think a year, a year and a half. And then I moved and met you at the other place. So you moved there, but you were still, were you still living in Altadena? Uh, no, the school after the first year that I went there, which was in 99, uh, 2000, um, moved to their permanent home in Hollywood, which is on La Brea. Okay. Sunset. So you got, but so you graduated school. Yeah. And then what do you do now? Do you, you, cause you need an agent. I mean, doing, when you were in school, were you looking for an agent or did the school help you? I have a a friend I grew up with who uh, went to that school. Yeah. His name is Ben Lippitz. Okay. And he's played for the last 15 years. He's played, uh, um, the boar in, um, Lion King. Oh, cool. From, from Broadway. Oompa, Loompa, whatever. Oompa, I don't know the name. Yeah. But he was on the show when he was in town because they did it at Pantages. Yeah. And I believe he went to that school. Yeah. And, and, but the, and there's a lot of people, great a people lot. that went to the school. Yeah. Now, did the school prepare you or did they get you showcases with agents? Because I would think if it's an acting school, yeah. if you're an actor, they should be having agents come to every like showcase because you have they have to have the connections. Yeah, they do. That school it has been around for a really long time and it's, some amazing people have come out of that school. Um, and yeah, they do. So you go through a two-year program with an option of a third-year production where you do straight up just plays back to back to back. Um, and I did that as well. Um, now, did you did you like the plays? I mean, did you enjoy being on stage? Because yeah. some people are like, it's okay, but it seems like it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And that's a lot of pressure because you have to remember your lines every night. <laughs> yeah, totally. From top to bottom, no cuts. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and no, but it's actually... I mean, theater for an actor, or not all actors, but for, I think, a a lot of actors, 
that's really like the mothership of all the work that we do. I mean, you always kind of want to get back to theater. You'll see that with uh, Brian Cranston is a perfect example. He did that show, Amazing Breaking Bad, for years and then went straight to Broadway to do a play because it's kind of like it brings you back to your roots and like it kind Neil, of resets you. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, exactly. I mean, perfect example. Yeah. Exactly. Just that's there's nothing like a live audience. And for comics, as you know, like that is like the end all be all to have that, you know, immediate feedback from your audience. It's it's incredible. It's like nothing else. There's nothing else like it. So so you're you're. Sitting there, you get out of school. Yeah. Now, did you have a problem finding an agent or did you find one right I away? I was super lucky, man. So they did do um, a production at the very end of the year. It was like a showcase and they invited, you know, like you said, connections of people that have been associated with the school for many years. And um, I was lucky enough to nab an agent straight out of that showcase, which was awesome. I had a couple meetings after that and uh, and I worked with the Gage Group, who I'm still working with more than 12 years later. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of the Gage Group. Now, yeah, yeah so, but it's so funny because our agents, like my agents, on this floor. Yeah, in fact, I just run. Oh, into that's it. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but so so you're sitting there now. You you're out of school. You're where you're working a job, which you don't want to work because yeah. you want to be an actress, of course, yeah. actor, actress. Do you prefer actor or actress? Is it such a? I don't. I think I say actress sometimes, and people like people are like some people are like it's actor, and yeah. I'm like, but then the people who like have been nominated I like, said someone who was nominated for best actress and something they're like oh it's fine they say yeah. you know you know it's just so weird now that it's like it's like me it's like there used to be a thing where it was are you a stand-up comic or a comedian you know right stand-up comedy. and now it's like you know someone goes oh yeah they can't say you know this next this next this female comic that you can't say it because we're all comics and it's like it's just it's yeah. crap it's like you're i mean you're an actress actor whatever and i say exactly. actor and my when i do my type just so i don't p- piss people off <laughs> but the funny thing is the people who i write about they don't care because they're yeah. like yeah, we're on your show it's i fun. feel like the people that are really doing it and like legit you know in whatever field they are it doesn't it doesn't matter like as long as the person's not coming from a malicious place or whatever right. like you consider the source like yeah okay, so so you get out you're working these restaurants and uh yeah you don't want to work these restaurants exactly and you start getting auditions now I know, and I read, I'm reading your IMDb, yeah. and you're, you were in ER. Yeah, that was my first no, was that, gig. Now, had you had any commercials or had nothing? You, now, had you did that take a lot of auditions or did because you're no. actually what's funny is you're playing med, med student Sheila. <laughs> yeah. and you think they could have just changed it and put <laughs> Sheena? Like, hey, you know, even though it's not spelled the same, you think they would have said, you yeah. know, because it's like, and and it probably confuses you because when because your first gig and they're going Sheila totally. and it's so close to Sheena, you're probably going, <laughs> yeah, who the hell are yeah. you talking to me? Exactly. So now, yeah, now, it was great. Now that was did that you walked in and you got just one audition and was it supposed to be for like an extra part or were you surprised that it? Because you did it like four times. Yeah, no, it was supposed to just be a one-day co-star. And um, it was John Levy casting at that time. And uh, and actually, I remember that audition so clearly, obviously, because it was my first one. And I think I had like one, maybe two lines, but they were super medical jargon. So I like had run the line so many times. I just murdered the line. Like I'd done it way too many times in my head. Um, and then when I got to the office that day, I realized like there was a girl ahead of me and she was just yucking it up with the casting director and laughing. And I was like, wow, what am, what are we even doing here? Like this is obviously a locked gig for her. Um, so I went in and did my little line and, you know, whatever, and left and, and somehow, yeah, booked that straight out of the first audition. And that was like massively huge for me because they had to Taft-Hartley me. Um, okay, so as soon as you booked that, then, yeah. and if people don't know, Taft-Hartley means you, they put you in sack. Exactly. Now, do they pay for it? They have to pay a, a particular fee in order to allow you to work that job. So even if I pay the SAG fee, ultimately, which I did, um, they have to pay a certain amount in order to have you on that job in order for you to be able to work that particular gig. So you go in for your first audition, you get the part, yeah, and you get SAG. Yeah, it wasn't, oh God, was it my, it wasn't my first audition, but it was my first booking. It was well, my how did first you, booking. My thing is, how did you even get in there if you weren't SAG? That's sort of weird, because they, they never do yeah. that now. Yeah, it's really difficult. That's that's the luck of that particular instance. People are like, well, how do you get into SAG? It's such a catch-22, and it totally is, but it, it happens. This kind of stuff does happen. Um, you just, whatever, I, you go in, and John Levy thought, well, okay, this, this is exactly the person that I'm looking for as far as like look or age or whatever, and they just do it. Because for, ultimately, for them, it's 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 not as big of a deal as it is for us, but you're right. Like Nowadays, it's it's harder and harder and harder to get that. And that girl who was yakking to the casting directors, yeah. she works at Coffee Bean now. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. It's a weird She's a it's a weird supervisor cycle. at Coffee yes, Bean. Yeah. So you, you do that, and then you do one episode. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and, and you're still, now you're out auditioning, trying to get different stuff. Yeah. Now, do you, all of a sudden, when did they call you and say, hey, we want we want med student Sheila back? I mean, yeah. was, did you know they were going to call you or did it just no. come out of the blue? No, it was totally out of the blue. It was one of those things where um, ER uh, at that time, and, and I think probably throughout the series, um, they would always start the season with like a group of little duckling, you know, med students. And then some of those med students then went on to become like series regulars. Um, and so that's what they would always do. They would always have like a group of, of kids at the beginning, you know, um, new doctors or what have you. And so I didn't know it could have been just that one day. And then that student went elsewhere, but my student got to come back and recur and, and work with Mackay Pfeiffer and all these great actors on the show. It was, it was a really cool experience. It was scary as hell. But yeah, was I was going to say it must be cause you, yeah. you're new. You're, yeah. I mean, you're, it's your first gig <laughs> and you're working with, I mean, heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean, no Wiley was on at yeah, that time. I mean, and, what was, I mean, were you, when you went on set and first of all, it's your first time on a Big set. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like ER. ER it's not like ER is a um, you know a, a weekly show that doesn't have a big budget. Right. ER's budget, I just could imagine, because I mean, Anthony Edwards was making a million an episode yeah. or whatever. Were you were you terrified? Or I mean, you must have been sitting there because you you you're trained. Yeah. But you're sitting there going in and you're like, what if I screw yeah. up? There's and no like, training. Are they going to yell at me? Like, yeah. You, know, you probably think is like <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer going to yell at me? What if like he pushes me because I screw up a line? Did that go through your head at all? Absolutely. Like you really like for me, it was just a matter of being like a total wallflower. Like I was so, I wanted to be in the mix and watch every little tiny thing that was going on behind the scenes. And so they'll let you stand there. They don't care because there's so many people on a set. Like there's so many grips and behind the scenes people working. Um, so you're able to stand there, but I, it's so uncomfortable because you just feel like you're so out of place and you don't want to get in anyone's way. And, you know, so you just stand up against the wall like a little literal wallflower and, and watch. And it's, it's an incredible show the way they shoot it. And, and to watch the people that had been on that show, Maura Tierney had been on it for years, and she was amazing to she's watch. Great. She's, she's, she's fantastic. She was great in Rescue Me. She's great. Yeah. She was great in News Radio. She's such a she's good. Awesome. She's one of those actresses that is is so underrated. Like if exactly. you say to someone, who's it's it's like uh, the guy Thomas Gibson from uh, yeah. Criminal Minds. Yeah. If you say to someone, do you know Maura Mara Tierney or uh, Thomas Gibson? They'll be like, no, but there are people who have worked constantly. Totally. I mean, like constantly have been like Thomas Gibson was in Chicago Hope, then Dharma and Greg, and now Criminal Minds. Yeah. Martina was in News Radio. Yeah. And then ER. Like they have yeah. constantly, constantly worked. And it's amazing. And I think that must be great because they're making a ton of money. Exactly. They don't have to audition anymore, <laughs> but they have their somewhat of their privacy. I mean, because people don't, the people recognize go, oh, where do we know you from? And, yeah. and it must be a great feeling. Yeah. It's got to be, I, I agree. I think it's such a, a like perfect little niche that they've worked out, you know, that they were able. Well, and it's it's due to the way that they conduct their lives too. I'm sure some of that is 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 true as well. They stay out of the news. They don't cause a ruckus and do all this craziness that we end up seeing on TMZ and all of that. They just do their work. That's their gig. They're really professional. They're really good at it. And then they go home and be normal human beings and go grocery shopping and walk their dogs. Like right. that's what happens, you know. Now, when you booked ER, your name was in the credits. Yeah. Now it was. Were your parents ecstatic? I mean, were because because you yes. know what's funny, and it's different now because back then there wasn't social media. Right like now, if you were in ER, you can put them on ER, and I know people who sat there and they they've had like a, they're supposed to be on a show, and then I had a guest on who was supposed to be on this episode of Seinfeld, so he's telling everybody, and at the end because time constraints, they cut his part yeah. to like just a second, and he goes, "Thank God there wasn't social media, but <laughs> I look like an idiot." But now, did you did was that was your were your parents proud and excited? Oh my God, yeah, my mom to this day gets. I don't know if I'm at a 10 of excitement, this woman goes to like a 30. Like she gets so excited. Any little, I mean, she gets stoked if I even have an audition. She's like, oh my God, you have an audition. And I'm like, cool, mom, I've been here for like forever, for 14 years. Like, yeah, but yeah. yeah but, but the thing is, though, a lot of people <laughs> who never get on anything, because I looked through, you know, after you are, they, they called you back four times. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that must be great. I mean, that's like, that's, that's, awesome. that's like a, like a present out of nowhere because you're getting a sag yes. rate and you're just going in, it's usually a day, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. but that must just be great because all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Totally. And then you're going onto a big cast and you get to drive into the lot and you know, it must yeah. be a great feeling. All but, of that. But after that, you know, you did CSI New York, but mm -hmm. I'm sure they, these are smaller parts. Yeah. CSI New York was a was one of my bigger ones okay. out of all of my credits. That was one of my favorite and one of my biggest. And you got to work with Gary Sinise. Yeah, I did. Now, he was not in my scene. Um, because those shows usually do an A storyline and a B storyline. 
And mine was like more of the secondary storyline. And then they merged the two. Um, but yeah, so Gary was working on a different case. Um, but yeah, mine was a pretty gnarly, fun case. It was really cool. So you must, I mean, that must have been fun because you're on this show. Great. And then I'm looking at your your little thing. Well, the Ghost Whisperer, eh, strong. I don't yeah. even know what strong medicine is, but you played <laughs> you played Nurse Selden, and you had you had two you had two uh, episodes of that. But yeah. then you also played on a um, New Adventures of Old Christine. Yeah, that now, was incredible. Did you get to do scenes with Julie Louise? I did. That was why one scene was with Julia. Now that must have been great because first of all, I've heard she's such a sweetheart. She's the best, and she's um, on Veep. I watch Veep. I yeah. think she's great on she's Veep. Incredible, and I think she's just hysterical. Yeah. What was that like working with her? Man, that was so cool because sometimes in this business that you get these great opportunities to work on these wonderful shows, and you and you have been watching these actors your whole career, and so to be in front of them and be able to share you know a, a scene with them is, is insane but sometimes you'll run into somebody that you have this vision of them from the shows that you watch them on and then you meet them and they're totally not at all right. the same which is fine and it's normal but she was like so cool she's exactly what you think she would be she's funny she's really kind and really giving and she like at the end of every take would be like, "Great job, that was that was great," and she was just very supportive. And I don't know, she's a cool lady, man. And she's so good. When you watch her work in the moment, she's incredibly quick, and she changes her lines or her punchlines, you know, every two takes or every take to something else funnier and different. And her reactions are incredible. It's just like watching a master. It's really cool. Did you know she was on Saturday Night Live for one season? I didn't. And that's where she met her husband. Oh, my God. Brad Hall, who does the weekend, did Weekend Update back then. Right. He's a writer. Yeah. But yeah. back then, he was, not, he was the Weekend Update guy. Oh, okay, and okay. And she comes from an, uh, an outrageously rich family. Right. Like, sickly rich. Like, right. Like, like, shit, like, oh, my God, rich. <laughs> so, you know, you're doing these shows, and you're, you're going out for auditions. Right. Now, are you auditioning for commercials? I know now you do a lot of commercials. Mm -hmm. But back then, were you getting commercial auditions, and were you booking any? And did you, a lot of people... They don't. They feel they don't really like the commercial yeah. edition that much because it's basically it's like a. I mean, it, it's sort of like a cattle call. I mean, totally. except your agent gets you there and it's a line of twelve people and there's a bunch of people that look like you look or like resemble you. you. <laughs> yeah. Now, were you getting a lot of commercial editions then, or were you saying, you know what? Because you were getting you were getting acting work. So did you did you want to do commercials or were you like? Uh, I don't know. I've always been of the of the mind of like I just want to work, and to me, it's all work. There are a lot of actors out there that think you know that you look down on commercials and say that it's not really acting or not really art. Um, there's a definite art to it. There's it's a totally different beast, and um, it's fun. It's really different, and you have to. What's cool about it is you have to use a lot of your own personality. I mean, you do in everything, but particularly in commercials, they're really looking at personalities. So when you go in, you're going in with you and what you have to give. And so it's a pretty cool medium. And anyone that says they don't want to do commercials doesn't do them enough because it's um, very lucrative and it's very fun and it's very fast. And I think it's great. I love it. At that time, at the very beginning, uh, I didn't have the power that I have now as far as my agent. My agent was never as good until the last two years when you started seeing me work a lot more. Has so much to do about my agent. My agent is incredible. They've got to be, to me, the best in the city. I've never seen anything like it. They're incredible. Now, what was your first commercial? Do you my first, Yeah, I do. It was a Bank of America commercial. And how long ago was that? <laughs> um, Bank of America was probably about... Eight years ago, nine years ago. Okay, so now you get the now. Did you have to yeah. do a few callbacks, or did you book it right off? No, I had to do one callback for that, and um, I really feel like I got that because I had like this great connection with the director. The director is usually there for the callback, one or two callbacks, and uh, it's a lot more collaborative. The audition process can be very scary, and it's very like, like you said, cattle call, and there's a ton of people, and there's no personal connection. In a callback situation, you're going to have many times the director or the producers in the room doing it with you and or they give you direction and that becomes a much more collaborative effort and it's a lot easier to work that way because you don't feel like you're kind of like on a, you know, firing line like. Now what yeah. you doing? What you doing at commercial? I was banking. Um, I had my credit card stolen, and I was just fixing it on lines very easily. I was showing everyone how easy it is to change my uh, my bank information online. Now that okay. must be weird because you know, on the TV show, you know, you see it once. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now commercials. And I have friends who, it's so funny, I, as I always say to Joanne, I can't go, like, because from this show, I can't go a day without watching a TV show right. or watch a commercial without seeing someone who's been on this show. Yeah. 
because commercials, I don't know if you guys are commercial, they always play. Yeah. Now, what was that like? Because all of a sudden, I mean, was there ever, you were just sitting there and you you, you wanted to change the station because your commercial came on? I mean, that has never happened. No, because you'd probably be like, this again? It's like, you, you never sat there and went, oh, really? God, yeah. Coop, I can't wait until that day when I'm sick of my own face. But That's no, but, really what no, I'm shooting for. For me, though, like when, in the very beginning, I used to listen to my show. Yeah. Okay. I never listened to my show. <laughs> I, I never listen to it. The only time I listen to it is I listen to the very beginning. Here's what, the only times I listen to my show. I got to make sure it goes on on tune and radio. Right. And so I sit there and I put it and I go, okay, I hear the first second. Okay, it starts and it's off. When I post it to my website, I listen to the first. I usually and I usually get past me and listen to the guest. All right. One second, that's the guest, and I get off because I don't. I don't want to listen to my first right. of all. I don't want to waste an hour <laughs> listening to me because I already did it. We want you to waste an hour yeah, listening to it. Exactly. But we don't. But, we but don't. You know want what I'm saying? It's like it's like with the commercial though. I mean, if you if you see yourself a lot, don't yeah. you sit there and go, oh God, again? I mean, it's like anything. It's not, and there's nothing. It's good to look shorter things, but like right. I can see watching yourself in a TV show, and we're gonna talk about your series in a little bit. Yeah. But I can see that. But for a commercial, it's like when you see it a bunch, you got to yeah. be like, oh my God, me again. But I mean, yeah. in your head, you're going, check. But you're yeah. like, all right, residual. <laughs> but so, but do you, totally. never, you never get... I personally, I never get sick of it. Also, it's weird. It's a weird time that we live in now too because it's totally different because nobody watches commercials. You're right. I hardly ever watch commercials anymore. You know what I mean? DVR, so you almost have do- to look for it because you're just fast forwarding through everything so you never see it. Um, but yeah, it's, I've never, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I want to talk about some of your other commercials you've done. Yeah. Because there's been a bunch. Yeah. God, there's been a bunch, really. When I think been of, a few, yeah. You did, well, you did the Radio Shack. Yeah. God. Which, which, you know, did that play a lot? It played a good bit, but at that time they had done, I think, five different uh, commercials for that campaign. Um, and so they were showing all five at different times. So like that one commercial wouldn't air a lot because they had a whole bunch of them to pick from. So uh, that series was running a lot, but my particular one, you know, was like every fifth time. The only thing I felt about that, bad about that was there's not a lot of radio shacks anymore. (laughs) There's not. So it's like, if if that was like for, you know, Verizon. Yeah. But you did, no, you did do a, you did a uh, cell phone commercial. I did. That was for AT&T. Who was that for? Yeah, that was for AT&T. It was a a Samsung Nokia. Now that played a lot. That played a lot. And that was a really interesting experience because I got a lot of um, like followers because of that commercial. People would, there was this whole website called Who's That Hot Chick in the Commercial or whatever. And it wasn't just for me. It's for any girl that's like in a commercial. No, it's that, strictly you. It's so, just me, you guys. Like, well, the guy, the guy sitting there going, I, I hope she books a commercial. I need new content. They're, get, they're, getting, they're getting tired of that one commercial. Totally that one commercial. And it's like in most commercials, the characters don't have names. Most of them. Like, of course, there's Flo and Jan and we know all of them. But this particular commercial, I had a name and the boy in the commercial uses my name. And so... I got a, a quite a few people on social media saying like, hey, Megan Landry alert, which is one of the things he says in the commercial. Um, and so that was a really cool, fun experience. And I still, once in a while, somebody will shout out like, Megan Landry. And See, that's yeah. cool. And, that, yeah. and now then you also did the uh, farmers, but you're very quick in that. Yes. Yes. So now, did you get to work with uh, the, the bald guy? Yeah. Uh, uh, JK... Um, Simmons. Yes. He's a great actor. He's awesome. I mean, he's been in so much. Like, you sit there and, like, you watch old, like, you watch old Law and Orders, like, one of them. I think he was in a SVU. Or no, Criminal Tendy played, like, the psychiatrist or whatever. Yeah. And then just yeah. a great body he's of work. He's one of those guys. Juno and yeah. just things. Now, did you get, everything. Did you get to meet him? I did, yeah. He's awesome. And, like, he's done so many of those commercials that you can just see it on his face. Like, he just, like, it's his job. He just comes in. He, like, knocks it out. He's so good at it. And he's so easy. Um, and yeah, he's great though. He's a really nice guy. And he did, I think that day that we shot, he did three commercials back to back. It's insane. Well, you get used to yeah. So, and yeah. then you're in the car commercial because I, yeah. I sent a message to you and I said, is that you? Yeah. Now, are you actually driving in those car commercials? Cause, or you just sit there and Such act like question. you are? No, because you, you sit there. It's like people who done have done eating in commercials. They go, we don't really eat it. Like this yeah. guy, Chip Chinnery, who's been in a ton of commercials, told me, he's like, I'm probably the best fake eater right? in in." <laughs> LA because I have it down to a T from doing so so many food commercials now did you drive or how did they shoot that it's cool I had always wondered that as well until this this Lexus commercial came along and um, basically they put you in whatever car it is so it's a Lexus in this instance and it's on um, it's on like a track kind of thing so it doesn't actually drive or move it's more on like a green screen kind of a situation 
and it's in neutral so that you can move the wheel back and forth, but it doesn't go anywhere and the car's not actually on. It's it's crazy though how much they take care of the car. Like you're just totally secondary to okay. the car. <laughs> They're like, is she in the frame? Okay, cool. She's in the frame. Great. Could you wipe down the window one more time? And there's a fingerprint right here. It's crazy. It's like they're taking care of a baby. It's insane. So that was that's a cool commercial though. Cause it, it looks awesome. because you're 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 you're, and your hair is down. Yeah, my hair, I, I look I, really different. I've seen you. I've known you for years, and your hair is always. always I think up. I've seen you like twice with your hair <laughs> down. Honestly, I think I've seen you twice. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's crazy. So, so you're doing the commercial, so that that's great. And so you're getting to work in there. And now you're also on Grey's Anatomy a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm did, very medical. Did you, I don't know if you I know, know this it's about weird. me. I'm now, very did you play, didn't you play a sushi girl or something like that? Or that was on CSI New York. I played a sushi the, table. Okay, now what was that like? They put sushi all over Look you. Look that up, kids. Now, did, was it was it uh was, is it weird having sushi on you? It was extremely weird. It was very weird because and you can't move. You're sitting there for yeah, a while. You're sitting there for a long time, pretty much naked. I mean, of course, they cover the pertinent areas. Right. Um, but there, you got to think about it. Like you're pretty much naked. There's sushi all over you, and it's a crew of like thirty men taping things and lighting things and they're all like burly and big and so it's definitely an interesting experience but that was one of my favorite gigs it was i was super awesome because i like to play the murderer it was great and in great now the gray's anatomy yeah you've been on a few times yeah what's weird is when you look because i always read imdb you've played paramedic one and paramedic <laughs> yes, two why can't, why can't they just say paramedic <laughs> like do you have to, i mean it's like all of a sudden i mean there's and you know there's these geeks who sit there and go wait a second wait. you know they probably have a little fan base <laughs> totally. go well you know one time she played paramedic one <laughs> <laughs> but next time you should play paramedic too. And, you know, I was downgraded. I what, don't know what, what happened. Was, what was the difference? Nothing? There's no. Di- I think. I think it has to do with how many paramedics they have working on that particular day, and that just helps them. I think categorize like who's who, who who's talking to who. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I'm the same paramedic. I'm did, the same person. Did you meet McDreamy? I met McDreamy very briefly. And he's super. He, he's super professional in the sense that like he'll be in and out in half the time any of the other actors are because he's just fast. He's been doing it forever. Too. Forever. I mean, like Can't Buy Me Love and Pizza Boy. Yeah, all the way like, back. He was like yeah. Teen, I mean, he was like... So he's, he's been McDreamy for And then he, he disappeared for a while. Yeah. And then he came back. So he's just... I think it's when it's in your blood. You just totally. you get used to it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like watching a pro fighter or something. They just come in, do their gig and go. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's great. Um, I mainly worked with um, with Miss Gray, though, Uh she was in a bunch of my scenes, and um, it was always fun. That's one of the scariest shows I've ever worked on, though. Why? Um, because it's like triage for actors. Like it really is. It's it's a hospital setting, and it's so, in my estimation, it's the most realistic show I've ever worked on, as far as like what's actually happening. And I, I'm a paramedic, so there's always somebody bleeding out right. or broken, or there's a helicopter crash or whatever. Like there's something incredibly crazy going on at that time that I come in. So you're having to spew all of this medical jargon and it's like the weirdest terminology for like broken arm, but like there's all this medical jargon around it. So you have to say that really quickly and very clean. So everyone knows what you're saying. And then also you have all this crazy blocking and you're moving bodies and gurneys and there's a, you know, like ambulance. There's so many things to think about and you have to hit all your marks. And so that you're in focus and then get all your lines out. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's, it's a gnarly, gnarly show. But you got a recurring on that. So you got yeah. the And now you also did uh, The Young and the Restless. Yeah, Young and the Restless was great. Um, that's what I did uh, the most recent after the show that we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, Young and the Restless was last year. And uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Gordon. Cheryl Gordon. You get all these Thank S's. You. I know. S's. That's good, though. It's easy for you to remember. <laughs> Cheryl. You finally just say, just call me Sheena. <laughs> I don't want Sheila. Sheila. I don't want Cheryl. Cheryl. It's Sheena. <laughs> so I, and I've heard soap operas are. It's a very grueling, very grueling. job because you yeah. you have to like, especially for the main actors, they have to learn stuff every day. Every single day, they're learning a brand new full script. They're literally memorizing lines for another full script while they're shooting a separate script. And sometimes they're doing two episodes simultaneously. So in one one stage, they're going to be shooting scenes for day four. And they'll move over to the next stage and be working with a completely different director on a completely different episode. It's insanity. Well, that one seems like you've been on a few times, seven or eight yeah. times. Now, did they just, once again, is it something where you get a call out of the blue? Um, this one they knew was pro- it was going to be a recurring character. Um, they didn't know how long it was going to recur. And now, if you know if anyone's listening that knows that show, then you know that there's a lot of huge changes going on on that show as far as like 
there were actors that were had been on the show for 10 plus years that have since left the show over the last year. It's good because it's the yeah. young and the restless. It's not, it's not like the old and settled. We don't want to be the old and settled. You know, that'd be like, this yeah. is not a show anyone wants to see. I know. It's you like, know? You know, it's, so, they have to be restless. <laughs> they're super restless. So there's been a lot of changes um, in that regard. And actually, one of the younger characters that we thought was a high school student was actually an undercover detective. Of course. So, the Johnny Depp angle. <laughs> so... Um, so who knows if that's if that's why Cheryl Gordon's been on leave or maybe she went to do other other things. But I would love to do that show again. It was it was incredibly fun. And it's a very different experience. I mean, people can say what they want about soap operas being campier or, or not on the same level as other things. But those actors are very, very uh, talented people. I mean, it's it's unbelievable the amount of memory they have to have and still do a believable job and carry their characters throughout. It's it's really cool. So you're doing all these recurrings, you know, like, I mean, like, but they're recurring, you know, a few months apart. Sure. And then Chasing Life comes up, yeah. which is on uh, ABC, ABC Family. Family. And uh, now, how did you find, did your agent, did you know anything about that show when you went in for the audition? Did you know it was going to be a role? Did you think maybe it's going to be just a one spot or did you know it'd be yeah. a, 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 it's a co-star? So, I mean, if you put, if yeah. you put on a, if you put it on the, uh, the guide, it says, yeah. it says you're one of the names. Right. So how did that audition come up and how long did it take you to get the part? Um, it's actually a guest star and it's, um, what happened was this was another one of, I don't know. Now that we've been talking about all these things, I realized that everything I was doing was supposed to be a one day thing or something. And then it kind of it happens all the time. Yeah. Though. It's, it's like uh, David Higgins who's on Mike and Molly. Yeah. He said he went on both Malcolm in the middle and Mike and Molly. It was supposed to be a one day part. And then they said, we like you, you know, come back on. I've yeah. had a lot of people who sat there and said, yeah, it was supposed to be a one day, one day. Thing, and the next thing you know, yeah. I'm on the series for six years. Totally. And so it's just weird because I think if, if you go and people, it's like anything. You have a script and an idea, but you're going to, if you see something you like or a character interacts good, well, you don't yeah. want to take away from that. Exactly. It's like Louis Lombardi was on, who was on, on 24, he played Edgar. Mm-hmm. And they killed him off. Yeah. Well, after he got killed in like the third season, people were pissed. And yeah. they're sitting there going, we shouldn't have done that. Right. But he was ones where he was supposed to be on just like, one or two and then it happens so that yeah. happens a lot so when you go for this audition what does your yeah. agent tell you it's just um, he says something like you know this is a, a guest star one day guest star potential recurring we don't know where the character is going to go yet because maybe the writers don't even know fully where the story is going quite yet um, and so I went in for it and I felt super good about it. It was totally in my wheelhouse. And <laughs> if, and when you see the show, it'll be interesting that I say that cause it's like typecasting. Um, but, uh, and then I went in for the callback and it was, I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like, this is your gig. Like sometimes you just go in and you go, this is my gig. Like I know it from my guts, you know? Um, and the writers were super amazing. They were in the, one of the writers was in the room at the time. And after the fact said, after your audition, I called my writing partners and said, we have our Raquel. She's like, first one it's in Raquel the Avila? Uh-huh. No, that's a like Latina name. <laughs> it's a Latina name. So you're, are you playing a Latina girl? I mean, I suppose, like I've gotten, people have posed that question to me before, and I, there's nothing in there that, that I, I, I auditioned for a Jewish it. guy, and I'm not. So <laughs> exactly. it, it happens. You know. It happens. It totally happens. Um, but it could also be because, and I thought about that this week, um, this is actually an ad- adaptation of a television show that was already popular um, in, on Mexican TV called okay. um, Terminales. So that's probably also why they tried to incorporate some of the names and stuff like that, I would imagine, because it came from a Latin television show already. Now, so. what's the show about? What, what, is the, what, what is the tagline, as they say? It's about someone who's can- cancer. Who cancer canceled. sucks. Yeah, yeah. They get cancer. Yes. Yeah, so this young girl um, in her mid-20s is a budding news reporter. Um, and she, she's got everything going for her. She has this wonderful life going. And she's she finally gets to work at the Boston Post. And um, this is like her dream gig. Um, and at the time, she's just sort of like a, what they call a floater on the show. Just a you know entry-level reporter, what have you. Um, and then somewhere along the line, she finds out that she ha- actually in the first episode, she finds out that she has um, cancer. And so then it's just about her kind of trials and tribulations with her family unit and also her love life and also her work life. And I'm her work life. I'm part of her work life. I'm her editor. Okay, now it's supposed to take place in Boston? Yeah, in Boston. It was actually originally supposed to shoot in Boston and then it ended up 
shooting in Los Angeles. Now so. that I mean that'd been weird. Now, would you, I mean you, would, you had to go to Boston for a while then? They did. Most of the crew had to shoot quite a lot, um, Ex- especially exteriors, in the exteriors, and stuff like that in the beginning. And I think they did. I think they did the entire pilot in Boston as well. Um, but for my part, I've only ever been in Los Angeles because I never leave my office. Okay. <laughs> I just always have been seen inside. So. Now we shoot. Do you shoot that at a lot, or where do you shoot that? Um, yeah, we shoot it in Santa Clarita, actually, up a north lot of, a bit. A lot of stuff shoots up there. A lot of there. stuff, which I had no idea until. Just, justified shoots up mm-hmm. there. Switched um, to birth, I think. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But switched to birth is an actual TV show. That it's is, not, it's that not a re- is an actual TV. It's show. not a reality show. <laughs> like it sounds like it's a reality show. Both, like you switch to birth and they show, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I guess you couldn't really find that'd be weird. Yeah. So, so you're doing the show and now it's recurring. So you know you have and how many episodes? Were you in like nine or ten episodes or? Um, I think all told, I was in ten the first season. Yeah. Now that must be great though, because you because yeah. but because you knew it's not like yeah. I mean you said they they wanted to, after writing partners talked. Yeah. But did you know after that you would I mean they say that but of course some people say stuff and it doesn't mean anything. Yes. <clears throat> did you know then you would be in a bunch after that? I mean did you sit there and go and did they tell you okay here's your schedule? No. Sheena, we need you here. I mean how'd that work? Never. They I did the first episode and then I was like okay well hopefully I'll come back we'll see and then you know time goes by and because I'm not a contract player I don't have a contract with them I'm. I'm day to day, episode to episode. And so then I would just kind of like wait, wait, you know, and do my life and audition for other things. And then um, and then a week later, so they'd call and say, OK, we're going to book her for another episode. And sometimes if they knew, they would say, listen, we have two more coming up and this is like the date range. So I would kind of know a heads up. But all the way through the first season, I really it was really episode to episode what was going to happen. And and also, I think the track of the story changed as it was going on, especially for the office character, the people that work in the office. A lot of changes happened while the season was going. So how long is a day when you do it? Like, like, like how long is the day on the set for when you're doing a show like that? Because all your scenes are you're shot in one area. Yeah. Now, is it, Stephen Weber's not in your scenes, though. Stephen Weber, I don't know. I don't connect with Stephen Weber on my show because um, on the show uh, because he's her uncle. He's and great. He's the me- yeah, he's cool. He's another guy who just he's constantly guy acts. That's like totally that he was working. he was in Wings and he was a goofball. Yes. And then I don't know if you watched Murder in the First. Yeah, which was great. He, Such he a good was great. Movie. Well, the funny thing about Murder in the First was that kid is like English and he's in all the Harry Potter movies. The the blonde dude, yeah, the the murder, the main guy. Oh yeah, he's a big. He has like two million Twitter followers. Oh my god! So, so I think I have a, I think I have three hundred. So I'm really three hundred million. No, just three hundred right now. But I'm it's it's Sheena it it's Sheena Devil, right? <laughs> she Devil. She Devil. How do you? Spell but you that? can look on. You can look up my name, and it'll still come up. Yeah, but people just how do you? She Devil. S H I. Devil, D-E-V-I-L. All one word or is it All underscore? One word. No underscore? No underscore. They're going to follow you. I know. I, th- I think I follow you. You should. No, we follow each other. Okay. I have I have 13,000. Oh, my God. But no one. No I have one. 300, Coop. And you're, well, what's funny is my friend Patrick <laughs> O'Sullivan has 900, and he was recurring for two seasons on Neighbors. He's got the blue check. I go, Patrick, how are you? He goes, I don't know. I go. How I do want to. I want a blue check. It's crazy. I don't. It's I just say like, this random. I mean, I'm a nobody though. You guys are. You guys are network stars. I'm just a guy on the internet. As my friend said, you're just a guy on internet radio. What? Someone said to me, they go, "How do you get so many guests? Really great guests. Like you don't have a big name or anything." And I'm like, "Well, thanks. Oh, and I'm thanks. sorry. But no, no. I'm sitting there going, "Well, that." And then I think I'll go. That is pretty good. I don't have a big name. How do I get these guests? And I go. Wow, reputation. I go, I, go, I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> so, so what's it like though being it's it's on uh, ABC Family. Yeah, and now. ABC Family is one of those networks that the 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 following the fans are devout. I can see like yes, they sit there and it's like totally. they watch that show. I had a guy Incredible. who was on uh, the diary, uh, history of American teenagers, something mm-hmm. like that, and he was funny because he played a scene where he had to kiss the girl who was like seventeen, and he's yeah. like twenty four, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's oh, weird. Totally. But now, do people recognize you at all when you when you're out? Because that seems like, and if they recognize you, they're probably like. Teenage girls, teenage right? Girls or or are... teenage, but I don't think teenage boys really watch that. It's not as much. Definitely, I would say the demographic is is you know high school to early college females is probably the biggest chunk of our demographic, um, and they're diehard fans, man. For that channel, it's not even just the show that they go from like Pretty Little Liars straight into Chasing Life, and they watch The Fosters, and they watch Switch to Birth, and and they're the best promotional group of people you could ever have. I mean, they're Instagramming and they. Twitter follow and they post on Facebook they're incredible you don't like don't even need a marketing 
group because they're so good at it by themselves. It's amazing. I have to, I'm not to ask Joanne's niece because she's a freshman in college. Yeah. Through, so I'm going to see if she, she oh, watches totally. it. Oh, totally. Yeah. She might. I don't know. It's just so weird because now it's like, and as you said, it's, TV is so accessible now with DVR. Yeah. Where you can, rec- I mean, we record, you know, Joanne's a TV freak. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I don't watch something like she watches Dallas. I'm like, yeah, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> and then I watch The Leftover. She doesn't watch that. And we have our shows we watch and right. we DVR. And then some of them she DVRs and I start watching it and I get bored. And, but it's just, but it's great because you can watch yeah. shows anytime. Like, exactly. When we went to the concert on Sunday, we missed Ray Donovan. Right. So it's like, well, at least now we can sit there and when we go home, yeah. we can watch it. And you can just watch it anytime. It's great. And you can get rid of the commercials, which stinks for you because, you know, exactly. But, but, it, but, but it's still, if it plays, you still get a residual check. Yes. If someone fast forwarded it, they don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, have you gotten any any like fan mail from this show? I've gotten a couple people that have, and I say a couple because it's literally like two, um, that have Facebooked me or tweeted me and asked me for a headshot or an autograph. And of course, I am so stoked that anyone wants anything from me. So I send it to them in snail mail and it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I think more than anything now, because of, you know, the internet and social media, you don't really get like fan mail anymore. You get like fan like likes and then they talk to you via Twitter, which is weird because you're basically text messaging people you don't know. So yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's Twitter and also, but thank God you're not getting the hate texts because they're the right. I've had people. Oh, I get some. Have, I mean, really from people watching. Not like, not like hate, but like, you know, they call my character all kinds of names. She's a psycho and you know, she's bipolar and it's just, it's funny though because I feel like especially with this kind of stuff, any reaction is a good reaction. Negative positive no, there's no no bad media when it comes to this kind of stuff well your show is sort of like a uh a older soap opera sort of though when you think totally. about it totally you're 100 percent right yeah so now um is there another season did they get renewed you know or you know what we're kind of on pins and needles because we're in this summer hiatus right now and we have a christmas episode that won't be until obviously december and are you going to be in it i won't be in the christmas episode but the second half of this first season will then start airing in january and i'll be in in that back half um but we should know like I don't know in the next couple of weeks if it gets picked up. I feel like I feel like I can't imagine it wouldn't because it did really well. It's just weird though. It's like you have a Christmas episode and then all these other episodes, yeah. And then you have to wait. And it's like yeah. they should just. I mean, and but they'll tell you now if it gets picked up. Right. What if they say it's not going to get picked up and then that second half kicks exactly. butt? Then it's crazy. No, I know it's a really weird thing. We have a few minutes left. Um, any uh, any new commercials coming up, or what's up? Any, any commercials we can look at you forward to? Um, I hope I have some new stuff to show. Um, right now, I'm just going to Europe in the next couple of weeks to for a vacation. Of, yeah, I'm going. A friend of mine is getting married in Italy, so I'm going to go do that and hang out with the folks in Amsterdam. So that'll be fun. Your no parents? funny business. No. Okay, you said the no folks. Parents. I thought you your parents in it. Like, the folks are hanging out. <laughs> my mom likes big bong hits. That's what she does. I, she likes the bongs. Hanging out at the coffee shops. And so, uh, is it your first time to Europe? No, I've been to Amsterdam a couple times. Um, one of my best friends lives there. So, um, I go see her from time to time. And so, I'm stoked about that. And then it'll just be, you know, about coming back and hitting the pavement again and trying to do something new. Now, did you did you do the Devil's Interviews? Yes, I did. Now, is that what's running now? Or are you in the next season? Or No, it's, it's out now. All of those episodes are up and available on YouTube. Are you in all of them? No, I am in three okay. out of 13, I think. And that's what they just look at the devil's interviews? Yeah, you just look up devil interview on um, YouTube. And that's directed by Amar Daresh. Yeah. pronounce his name right. He's Louis been on the Pratt. show. And Louis Pratt wrote yeah. it, right? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And so that's about it. So you're sitting there. So you, you got the uh, no, you got the, uh, the devil's interviews online. Yeah. Uh, do you have a website? I don't do a website at the time or at this moment. I do Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are my main. My can, main can people things. find your work on YouTube? Or? Yeah, yeah. You can find some of my work on YouTube. You can see a bunch of my shows on Hulu. And if you missed Chasing Life, um, you can get it on Amazon and also you. Uh, sorry, um, iTunes. Now, is your, are your commercials on uh, YouTube? Um, yeah, most of my commercials on, on YouTube. The Lexus one I don't think is out yet, um, but you can definitely see the Samsung and the and the, the previous ones, Radio Shack and uh, Bank of America and all that. I'm trying to think one other commercial I couldn't think of. I, I can't think of, there's, there's another one I saw you on, and I can't think of it. I know the um, AT&T one, I know the Bank of whatever, and because you had a few running for a while. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember. Because I'm trying to think, because I was like, oh, wait. Because whenever I see people, like, oh, hey, that's well, I had two, I had another, um, I had another Samsung commercial running uh, where I was a bridesmaid, and I was looking at. 
okay. my phone, and there was like a bunch of different montage of people looking at their phone, going, "Look at this! Check this out!" That's good because especially yeah. when you do a bunch of them, it's a quick shop, and yeah. you're, still, you're still getting the cash. Fantastic! So it's, it's the greatest gig. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming on. Give all your social media again, real quick. Yes. Okay. So check me out on Instagram and Twitter, both as She Devil S H I devil d-e-v-i-l and you can check me out on facebook under my name sheena nielsen so check it out i want to thank you for coming on thank uh you. people follow me at twitter at cooper talk you can go there also uh, send me an email i changed my email address because we went through some things at the station you can now contact me at cooper at coopertalk.net which is my website go up and i have about 285 or 86 episodes up on there um, also, if you want to listen, go. To, if you have an Android device, go to the Google Play Store. Uh, type in Cooper Talk one word, and you will get the Cooper Talk app. Um, iTunes and Stitcher. Type in one word. That's it. One word. Cooper Talk, and all my episodes are there. And I'm going to be starting playing on iHeartRadio very soon. So you can sit there and you can go to look up my show. It's going to be Cooper Talk like it is. It's not going to be like the time thing. You can listen to shows anytime. So yes, yeah, so I want to thank you for listening. I'm going to give another shout out to uh, Sean Schwartz. Not Schwartz. I feel like I'm messing it up. It's Sean Schwartz, Schwartz, whatever it is, Schwartz. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, also, every Tuesday, crappy comedy at Jimmy's Place. I host. We just have a little fun. I bring about five acts down. There's no one in the audience. I just tell stories. We all tell stories, and it's a fun time. So, yeah, Twitter me at Cooper Talk. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. Remember, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. You guys have a great weekend.